0: some Noise Orange fans. It's time for the Cuse Nation Podcast with Sean and Joe. Give us a like on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Cuse
2: Nation Podcast. What's up Cuse Nation? This is episode 31 of the Cuse Nation Podcast with Sean and Joe. We can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Google Play Music. This week NC State post-game, Pitt free uh, there is a new commit to Syracuse basketball, we'll hit up on that, and if we got time as always, we'll talk some NFL, so that is it, that should be the episode. Joe, what's up dude? It's Sean, what's going on? Oh, chillin' chillin'. Just uh... <laughs> How was how was the dentist, buddy?
1: Oh it was great, great fun for normal.
0: Yeah.
2: You get the you got the whitest teeth I ever came across. <laughs>
1: <laughs> stupid.
2: Oh I've been waiting hours to use that. So Yeah, well. <laughs> um so well we got in we got a new recruit. We'll get into that. I normally do a stupid news story or we were going to, but this week. Um, I think we're going to skip the stupid news story and do a story out of Vegas after the um, the deranged psychopath scumbag um, rained down on innocent people going to a uh, country music concert in Las Vegas, uh, 59 dead, over 500 injured. And there's just so many of these stories coming out of there, you know, where there's just, you know, some are heartbreaking and some are just so touching. It's like, you know, it's amazing what Americans can do, you know, it's uh, all, yeah. I'll just leave it there. I mean, and, and not just Americans. I mean, people do this stuff, but it's amazing how people can, can get in the mode of being, just being a pedestrian at a concert to becoming, literally becoming a hero. And there is a story about, um, his name's Jonathan, Jonathan Smith. He's 30 years old. Um, and he's credited for saving at least 30 people's lives. And he was eventually struck in the neck with a bullet. Um, and the you know the trajectory of these bullets, obviously, being they were 32 floors. The dude was 32 floors in the air shooting down on people. The trajectory was just the the, the people that lived they're still in the hospital. We don't think about this. I mean, well, maybe you do, but it's not brought up on, on mainstream. I don't ever hear it. The the injuries were so um, abnormal because of the trajectory. I mean, this guy's got to live with a bullet in him. Probably they don't think they can get it out because they they feel like it would be too dangerous to remove it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I read that.
2: You know, but he's good to go. Uh, he was there with his family. They they actually they actually um, are okay. Everybody that he was with was okay. They got they got separated during the chaos. And um, he was helping a bunch of people over the fence, and he was getting people out of there and direct them towards the handicap area. Um, you know, and then he finally got hit in the neck. And he said he didn't feel it in his neck, but he, he felt it in his arm. And um, the, re- the bullet remains lodged in there, as I said. And a fractured collarbone and a cracked rib and a bruised lung. Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah, it's a powerful bullet. Yeah. So, um, you know, shout out to Jonathan, Jonathan Smith, uh, absolute hero. And uh, it's just, you know, you never know what you can do in, 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 in a situation like that. Some people run. Some people just kick it into hero mode. And he did. So yeah. That's no, awesome.
1: Sadly, yeah. sad, there's not enough people like him these days.
2: No. Well... There was a lot of those stories, but that one caught my attention mainly because of the amount of people that he was credited for for helping out. But, um, so thoughts and prayers with everybody affected in yep. Las Vegas. I know people in Vegas. Every seems like everybody I talk to know like knows someone that lives there or that was even there at the concert. And um, everybody I know of that was that, that lives in Vegas is good, and um, I'm thankful for that. So, all right, some. Syracuse basketball news broke this afternoon. Yes, sir. Uh, Jalen Carey, six foot three point guard, in uh, the top forty prospect. We covered him uh, a few. This would be two thousand eighteen class, by the way. Uh, we followed this, what, probably three weeks ago, maybe something like that. Anyways, he committed, and that's excellent, especially yeah. under, under circumstances we're at, because. He's probably looking like a one- or two-year player. And um, so that's excellent. Um, yeah. Just another one to bank, you know, seeing that this year's team is like the – I think this is like the youngest the youngest Washington roster yeah, in, the, in, in the ACC. It's close. Yeah. It might be brutal, uh, but – <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? I I'm mean, not you, going that's there That's the one yeah. thing
1: with basketball, is that freshmen can come in and contribute and actually win. So
2: yeah, it's just know. you know, well, with the Bayheim system, it's all about kind of trying to, um, you know, you gotta learn the zone. So yeah, if you can learn the zone and play defense, it actually, it it almost doesn't matter if you can if you have a high basketball IQ, which he tries to recruit guys with. Everybody does, but if you have a high yeah. basketball IQ and you can learn the zone, then you can be un- unstoppable under, under you know, the Jim Beheim program, in my opinion. I mean, we've, yeah. we've seen it before. So,
1: Yeah, he was, um, but thirty, he's ranked 34th um, in the class, and um, one of the reasons he likes Syracuse is because they were recruiting him as a point guard, and he was choosing between UConn, us, and Miami, but he dropped Miami out of it. Um, when this we, whole Adidas thing came up.
2: Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> right. What we were guaranteeing him as a, a starting position, too, right? Uh, I don't
1: know if Jim Beheim guarantees starters. Maybe Carmelo oh, Anthony might have been the only one. Okay, but okay. Um, but uh, looking at our team and what we were just talking about, about being not as experienced, and, I mean, obviously there's going to be playing time. And I think that uh, a lot of people think that – um highest battles going to the nba after this year and geno thorpe that graduate senior um he's a one year he's a one year so and you have a junior who uh frank hard's a junior so I'm, I'm imagining that if it doesn't work out for him this year then he's probably going to transfer just so that he can get some you know try it somewhere else but yeah it's not looking too bad i mean we have darius Baisley who's Higher rank than Carey, Kerry, and Carey's ranked 34. Buddy Bayheim, who's going to be a nice addition, and I'm waiting on uh, Nate Roberts, who's like a swing guy, power forward type. Um, I'm waiting for his decision, and if we get him, then I think our recruiting is going to be done, unless something crazy happens. But um,
2: yeah, it seems like it's filled up. But you know,
1: no man, we have the uh, the two guard Elijah Hugh. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Who's who's a transfer from East Carolina that has to sit out this year, and then he'll be eligible next year. So um, depending on, you know, no matter what happens this year, I think uh, the max that we lose is two guys, and we're bringing in one hell of a class in 2018 so there's you know, the Syracuse fans just be patient and trust the process we got our recruits back and you know that Bayhine be- is proven um this year is going to be a wild ride and probably you yeah. know
2: could, could be, be its ups
1: and downs some you know? cardiac but,
2: use games in there for sure oh,
1: probably a lot yeah. um, but um I'll take the cardiac use optimism. over the
2: over the getting your ass kicked use so, or the or the the giving up against St. John's Cuse and you barely jogged on the court. So I'll, God, that was I'll, awful. I'll take that. Um, uh, what was the other thing? Well, I guess that's it, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just a, it's a, um, I think a lot of people thought that he was going to go to Syracuse, but. Um, you that's know, a big came one. Out today, you know, that's a couple big, hours ago. It's so a,
2: it's a big one, and they're they're on top of the recruiting right now. And you know, as far as we know right now, SU is you know, well they're Nike, right? SU is Nike. Yeah. So thank God for that. <laughs> <laughs> right? Jeez, that's the last thing we need. That's the last right, thing then. we need is another controversy yeah. with with something to do with the basketball team for crying out loud! Golly yeah. day.
1: The Adidas kiss of death,
2: yeah. <laughs> no kidding. All right, Joe, you yes. were at uh, the NC State game, yes, I was. And it seems like to me, and I'm not, I'm not going to, this isn't going to be a um, you know, I'm not trying to be overly negative, but they seem to get in these holes so early. That all they have, the, all they're doing is clawing themselves out of it, the entire game. And they do good. The good thing is, the good thing is they. I have not seen this team give up. First of all, I just want to say that. Yeah. The bad news is, they are put. They put themselves in situations like poor tackling. I mean, it's just really poor tackling, and, yep. and on defense. And they kind of were made to be look a little foolish. But they did. They did fix it. I believe they fixed a lot of it anyway in in it going into or after the second half. So, but the rushing game still, you know, is just mediocre just like last week against LSU. Uh, this week he was, you know, 59 yards. Yeah, um, 44
1: of them from Dungey. 44
2: so. of them from Dungey, exactly. So, I mean, that's and he's got t- two rushing touchdowns on the day too. I that's yeah. just not going to do it and I'm not um, I'm not feeling it. I'm really not feeling it. But I know you have a different perspective, at least a little bit. So yeah, I mean, go ahead. What'd you see when you were there?
1: Do oh, the same thing as LSU. I knew going into it that NC State had a better offensive line than um, LSU and us. Better defensive line than LSU and us. And I knew that was going to be the key. Um, some of the stuff you looked at. I mean, Dungey was. It wasn't awful all day, but uh, the coach's dad did a good job of, you know, getting the ball out of his hands. But you know, coming out and throwing his first pass again for an interception, and again, like you said, just falling behind um, early. It's just um, it's hard to play on the road against good teams like that and, and <clears throat> come back from eighteen and nineteen point deficits. Um, I and mean, that's that's kind of what I saw throughout the whole thing. I mean, the first half, their offensive line controlled us, our defensive line, and. They ran pretty much all over us, and um, our defensive line couldn't – pretty much all day, our defensive line, our defense period, couldn't get pressure on the quarterback. Um,
2: 256 we, rushing yards for NC State, by the way. Tar, yeah. To 59.
1: Yeah. I think we had one quarterback hit the whole game, and it was Zaire Franklin. And other than that, I don't even know if he was hurried. Um, and that's just not going to cut it, like you said. Uh, and this was a situation where – um, even Dave Doran came out and said he was worried about possibly um, losing this game, not taking us seriously because they, our game was squished right in between. They just played Florida State um, at Florida State and won, and they played Louisville this Thursday. So we were right in the middle of you know, basically two two tough teams, and uh, so he thought it might be you know one of those games where his teams, you know, let down and, um, the first half didn't look like it. And, you know, I I read that Babers gave a a speech at halftime to get, get his players going and like, just like LSU, they came back, they made it a game, but you can't, you can't go down that, that much. And they're making too many mistakes. Um, and they're not coming out fast enough early enough. And, um, like I told you the other day, I feel like they leave a lot on the field. They live a lot on the field.
2: You know, well, with Dungy, you know, I mean, he's the star of the team. That's just plain and simple. And he can't do everything, but he tries his hardest. 385 yards passing. I mean, one pass and touchdown. Passer rating, 135. I mean, that's excellent. (laughs) Yeah. It really is.
1: He He had a good game.
2: He did. He has a good game almost every week, though. Yeah, and he yeah. he does like, you know, coach goes in, Babers goes in at halftime. He, he get, he's really good at rallying the troops, and they come out, but it's just not enough because of the hole they dig themselves in. And it looks impressive yeah. at the end of the day when you look at the stats. It's crazy because it's so close looking on on paper. It's if you don't know the score, it's close. Yeah. You know, and yeah. it's just the early mistakes. And it's e- it seems to me if you can come out in the second half like that and play that well, it seems to me that it's a fixable issue. The the problem yeah. is 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 the changing. You know, if they have to m- make major changes to their game plan, then you know you can't anticipate that. If if you're not if you come in with one game plan, and you have to change it that much to fix it. That's a tough thing to you know have to deal with but well
1: ultimately i mean we talked about the the mistakes the penalties i mean 12 penalties for 93 yards um i think uh nc state fumbled twice but we didn't they didn't lose any of them we did our defense didn't have a turnover and and as i told you dungy he threw that first pass for an interception but we didn't have a turnover afterwards but it's just shooting ourselves in the foot you know just penalties and and stuff that are called or not called um you know is, it's Phillips, all it's all timing.
2: Irv Phillips named ACC Player of the Week, right?
1: Yeah, seventeen I mean, catches.
2: Yeah. yeah, I mean he's having a fantastic year. They, um, him and Ismail are are you know they're phenomenal. They're phenomenal. I
1: think yeah, I think it's they're great. both. I think they're both on the Belitsnikov uh, Award list for really? okay. the uh, best receiver. Yeah. Okay. Last time I che- last time I checked, as far as receptions, they were like both in the top twenty.
2: And another good thing too, coming out of a, a, a lot of these games, but the staff for this game is um, Syracuse. Their defense only let um, NC State convert three of twelve attempts on third down, which is great. Yeah. And so statistically, holding them to third down, you know, it gives it. You have a lot of faith in that. I mean, and they did a great job. Like I said, in the second half, they just came out and they were awesome. I mean, there was some. There was some just horrible sequence of events in the second half where I was just, like, appalled. I was totally appalled. And and you and I talked about this off the air, about Tony Dungy getting the ball ripped from his hands by, um... um, Chubbs. Chubbs. And, uh... You know, he barely gets touched. The dude's protecting his quarterback. I forget who it was. Trying to protect his quarterback. He's like, yo, back up. And the dude throws himself Flops like an ground, NBA player. Flops like an NBA yeah. player and gets the call. And yeah. it's like, I mean, you know, stuff like that, it just doesn't, it's, it, it's unnecessary should he have shoved them? No, but he he reached, the play is over. He reached down and ripped the ball out of Dungy's hand. I mean, you know, if you're going to uh,
1: Offense and linemen are going to, they're going to protect the quarterback. I mean, by tough. all means necessary.
2: Exactly. So there was a couple of things like that. The whole sequence of events, and then they called another personal. Then they call another personal follow on him after that.
1: Uh, I think it was later. another player that was in there because Chubs is in there talking crap, and, and, and I don't know. There was he's,
2: a, he's not a class. That guy's not a class act. Let's be honest. But he's a privileged player because he's probably an NFL prospect.
1: Yeah, yeah. So and we had that. Uh, pass interference with and Pierce in the end zone too. So uh, that was another one where I feel like if they, uh, the uniforms were different, then they probably would have been called. So, I mean, you know, like I said, I don't I don't like to blame the refs, but it's just like timely – there's always just timely stuff. You know, we had an interception, but somebody else in the, the defensive backfield was holding one of their guys, so he got taken back, you know. And – we're going to try to score. We go for it on fourth down. They don't call a pass interference. You know, uh, there's another time when we went for it on fourth down, couldn't even get half half a yard, and that was in the first half. So, you know, I mean, we're beating ourselves. We're beating ourselves, and that's
2: you blame the refs when the refs can be held accountable. You don't. I mean, they. I don't think it would change the outcome of the game, like you said. But you call it when it needs to be called, and it seems like there's every week we can talk about something. That is blatantly, I don't want to say unfair, but with the with the ball rip and then the shove, I mean, that should have been offsetting penalties at the very least. And yeah,
1: and and what I mean by, I don't want to blame, because I mean, I, you can see here all day, and oh, holding penalty in midfield, this, oh, this, right. and that, I just, totally. when I talk about timely penalties, I'm saying, okay, fourth and goal, guy's got two hands on our guy, impeding him from going to try to make a play, and nothing, you know what I mean? And like... Just like, I mean, I don't even know if we went down to score the touchdown, but when Dungy and that whole thing happened and uh, surveys came in and um, pushed Chubbs, like, that's another thing. I mean, we're right there. We're about to go in and punch another touchdown in, and then all of a sudden 15, 20, whatever, how many yards we went back. And it's like, okay. Like, it's just timely stuff. And whether you want to blame it on just bad refereeing or you want to blame it on our players maybe just not being used to being in the positions to make those plays, I don't know. They're young players, and we haven't been winning that often lately. So, I think that's just kind of the growing pains of making a transition between being, you know, in the bottom of the college football to trying to become a a, comp- a contender, a competitor.
2: Yeah, in a tough division. I mean, in
1: a tough division and a tough conference. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, um, well, I mean, anything more to say about that about that game? No. Penalties. I just, the run issue. Um, you know, there was some kickoff issues again this week that yeah. were questionable, I guess, against LSU. I guess that was a mistake. He just, he just, he just hit the ball wrong and kind of squibbed it. But,
1: you no, know. well, if you notice in the second half, the, the, he brought in, uh, Babers brought in, uh, Hoffrichter, our punter to actually do kickoffs and, yeah. uh, and field goals.
2: Yeah. And so it, yeah,
1: Hoffrichter can... was handling all kicking duties, um, and again, I, I, the one thing, like I said, I mean, I was optimistic with us going down to Death Valley, and I know LSU isn't who they were a couple years ago, but that's a tough place to play, especially after a bad loss, and then they just got beat by Troy State, so that kind of makes it. Hmm. And um, I hope that the same thing doesn't happen to NC State. Um, there's a lot of the top teams in this com- in this division, especially on this side of the division, the conference have been winning. And I'd like to see a team like NC State break in there because they do have a good team. And again, I was just happy that they fought back. So
2: yeah, they fought back. There's there's no there's no giving up on this team, especially on offense. I think Dungey's a great leader in that aspect, and he, you know, he's the star and he he proves it. He's got great leadership skills, and I think um, you know if they don't get themselves in the hole, they got a shot. In fact. Uh, as you think, and the more I thought about it, the more I read about it, I think that, you know, this this is a home game against Pitt. Um yep. and I think this this could possibly be a win and I don't know if you have to score sixty five points to do it. I don't think we can yeah. score sixty five. But um you know they've got yeah. it their their one of their biggest their biggest runner or well one of their biggest runners is their fullback and he's out. He was, what was he injured during training camp and he returned again last week, but he went out again. So, I mean, he had, uh, 10 touchdowns last year as a fullback. So he was kind of a beast.
1: Yeah. Uh, last year they had a lot more, a lot more offensive, um, offensive players that allowed them to do that. I mean, they had James Conner, who's, uh, second string running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers right now, who I mean, he was an animal and, um, Nate Peterman, their quarterback, is uh, second-string quarterback for the Buffalo Bills right now, and they also lost two offensive linemen to the draft. Um, so there was their offense is good enough to allow that kind of stuff to happen, and with him being out, that definitely kind of hurts. I know they got um, a decent running back, Wyatt Allison, and um, I know that they have a graduate transfer, Max Browns, their quarterback, and he he once was uh, the number one quarterback in high school in 2013. Um, he went to USC, and he kind of just never found his way and uh, was on the roster and just kept getting beat out by younger players, so he used his transfer, graduate transfer, fifth-year senior, so he come to Pittsburgh. And, and
2: he's, um, he's 71% passing, too, and he's ranked 10th nationally, by the way, and second in the ACC.
1: As far as yards or just completion percentage? Well,
2: completion percentage.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, they they do a lot of dinking and dunking, and um, they also have a new uh, offensive coordinator because their offensive coordinator from last year, Matt Canada, is actually the offensive coordinator at LSU now. So they're going through a big transition in um, their offense, and honestly, um, Max Brown has been going back and forth, actually competing with um, their other quarterback, who's a younger guy. I don't know if he's a redshirt freshman or a redshirt um, sophomore, but... Um, you really didn't even have a good game until this past week when they put 40 something points on uh, Rice. rice threw for like 400 yards. And, and, um, yeah, I don't really know 100. if rice's defense is, uh, you know, the steel curtain or anything like that. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm I mean, I, I really haven't you. been impressed with what I've seen from Pittsburgh and obviously, I mean, we put up 61 points last year and Dungy wasn't even playing. It was Mahoney.
2: Right. So,
1: yeah. um, I I just have a good feeling about this and we're coming into the game as um, favorites. uh, So,
2: so what time is this game? This game's at home. We've talked about the crowd. Um, You know, Syracuse has been playing on the road for two games. You'd think uh, Orange fans are hungry to get back in the Dome and try to rebound after a 2-3 and start to the year. This is the halfway point in the season and you know, if they can get a crowd in there, I I think they can not not just not that the crowd is going to make them win the game, but I think they can win this game, and the crowd will, you know, would definitely help that. But because um, you know your next home game is going to be <laughs> a little tough, so um, you know this this game in the the at Florida, I, I'm picking at Florida. Now I'm not at
1: Florida State or at Miami.
2: I'm picking at Florida State, to to be a, another win, and um, you know I just don't know if they're as good as as good as they were thought to be, but they've had some close games and stuff. So, um, Well,
1: unfortunately, because of the Middle Tennessee State loss, we're we need an upset now um, yeah. because I always thought that. Boston College, Wake Forest, Pittsburgh were winnable. I think they're comparable teams, and we should have started out 3-0, and and that would have given us our six wins without even having to beat one of the better teams on our schedule, on our tough schedule. Um,
2: it's a brutal but, schedule.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, it is um, the 12-30 game, and it's the homecoming, but I don't really think that that matters. Um, well, it's tough. It's tough good. because there's a handful of Syracuse fans that – like like um, like we talked about off the air, there's a lot of fans that they want to see the winning, they want to see the wins. They don't want to see oh you know well they came close or they you know it's they just wins. It's it's blatant wins or losses and that's it. If they don't have a good record, they're not being talked about on social media or on ESPN. Then they're not going to waste their time or their money. And um, then there's other fans that have watched them year after year through this crazy crazy just. Um just bad runs since we pretty much lost Pascaloni And um yeah, it's I've what I've from what I've seen, we haven't been able to stick with teams like this for a little while. I mean, there's a couple years here and there. I mean, we had some years of Marone where we had Nassib you know, NFL quarterback, NFL backup quarterback, and some NFL linemen. Um and we've been able to compete against some teams, but um I I think it's fun to watch, and I see the recruiting, and he's got recruits coming in left and right. Um, that quarterback from last year, DeVito, who is an Elite 11 quarterback. We got another guy, a couple four-star um, offensive linemen, one of them is playing in uh, the um, All-American game, the high school All-American game, um, so that's that's what I see. But like I said, again, people want to see the wins and the losses. And I mean, they do. So, well, people
2: want to see wins because they want—they—they they don't want to see—they don't want to see Syracuse have a great second half, and you know, not give up and show a good fight and still lose. No, I mean, not that—not right. that people want to see that, but some people. Um, are you know okay with you know? Well, we make some adjustments. It's not. It's not too late in the season. You know, we're not even halfway yet. We can do this still. I, but, well, I think I know, think our butts in this that doesn't our, put butts in the seats though. I mean, when it comes down to it, they want to see some wins. It it it
1: does, and I think that our coaching staff is really good at having adjustments. Um, I think that's been proven the last two weeks. But the one thing that I don't understand, and I don't know, it, I don't know if it's goes for all colleges or stuff like that, but, like, you go to an away game, like that LSU game, Syracuse fans weren't leaving at halftime. No, you know what I mean? mean like, yeah. they were going down there, they travel. it's an experience, like, they're not going to get all, you know, their panties in a bunch because they're losing by 18 and a half, and then they leave. Same thing with NC State, like, we're not going to go, like, I have saw plenty of Syracuse fans, none of them left at halftime because we were down 18, 19 points but i guarantee you if that game was in the carrier dome and we're down 19 points at halftime half those people are leaving let's students to, are leaving going go to home
2: to and grab a burger and go home yeah.
1: yeah yeah it makes it makes zero sense to me um, I, I feel like if you're going to commit and commit if you're going to get a ticket and you're going to go then go and
2: I'm with and you see it
1: that. and I'm see with, it out yeah, i mean totally. college you football you games i mean i think we've proven that we can score pretty fast and the Syracuse games, the way that they play, go a lot longer than some of the other ones. And, you know, three touchdowns really, I mean, it's doable with the way that we, you know, a couple of big plays. Football, a lot of stuff happens in football. So, yeah, without
2: a doubt. I mean, they've shown, they've shown that they could do that. And I wouldn't leave either. I'm with you there. If you're leaving at halftime. You're missing probably the best football there is to see, let's be honest. Yeah. There's a strong second half team. They just haven't been able to dig themselves out of a hole yet. So I said right. if, if, if they go if this if they go in down by seven at the half at the, in this game, they win. They win. If if they oh. if they if they're not down by seventeen or, you know, fourteen at the half, then they can win the game. They can.
1: Yeah. Well, and I don't think that Pittsburgh's offense is that high powered. They're if that they are if they're up their, that their many points at halftime. If they're up that many points at halftime, then there's a there's a way bigger issue at hand. And that's called effort. That's we true. come out and we play, I mean, you have to think about it. I mean, these 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 players going on the road against some tough teams in some hostile environments the last two weeks. I and mean, they came out and they showed out and they probably left the field Thinking they still had a quarter left in them, you know. So what we have to do is we have to figure out how to put more effort in early, yeah, and and keep it close because I mean at the end of the game, you, I mean you think about it like with LSU and with NC State, I'm sitting there thinking, man, we had another half a quarter, we're going to win this game, but like they were, they run out of time almost, yeah, you know. It's, so it's like yeah. they got to start getting going well, it's a 60 little right early game,
2: so. That's like what you're saying. I mean, yeah, if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, we'd all have a merry Christmas. But, but they've got right. to do. They've got to eliminate the early penalties. They've got to eliminate the early missed tackles, and
1: the early turnovers. Early,
2: early turnovers. Very early turnovers in the past two games. Yeah. Um, it, you know, get the get the ball on the tee right. I mean, that's your job. You got one job. You kick the ball. You got one job. You kick the yep. ball, man. So you know these are these are easy things to fix. And if they don't fix them, then we're going to be sitting here saying the same thing every week, spinning our wheels. But if they fix them, and we can come back for episode thirty-two and talk about a, a win and sit at three and three and having Clemson come in and give give them. I mean, all I ask for there. I mean, they're ranked second. I mean, just give them a fight. Give them a yeah. run for the money. And well, show and- everybody, you know.
1: And you said it best. Is, is there's been years in the past where you you see the problems and they're not fixable. No, you see the true. problems and yeah. it's uh, and you know that the second half is only going to be worse worse than the first. Yeah, and that's not the case. So, like again, what you said is th- these problems are fixable. And I like the fact that Dungey's actually out there against a lot of these past years. He's gotten hurt before he could play some of these good teams. So he's out there. He's showing. He's showing up. Uh, the country's starting to hear about him. Um, starting to hear about Irv Phillips, uh, Steve Ishmael, Steve Ishmael got, uh, he had one of his plays, um, you know, Randy Moss does his little, you got Moss thing. Um, I think, I don't know if it's before Monday night football or whatever, but one of Steve Ishmael's catches was that, and and Randy Moss gave him props in one of his catches and, um, they're starting to be noticed, um, especially with the close game and LSU, uh, we just need to get the wins. And even this past week, Baber said, you know, he kind of put a lot more pressure on the underclassmen because he said, you know, we're not, we're a young team, but the only people that are out there playing like, like they really want it for all 60 minutes is Dungy and the two senior receivers and the linebackers who, you know what I mean? Like,
2: yeah.
1: he, he put a, he came Experience. out and put a lot of pressure on the underclassmen. So, um, those guys are balling out. Those guys are playing like, like they're not phased. It doesn't matter who they're playing, you know. And it's good to see, but at the end of the day, like you said, it's all about wins. So we got we got to fix it. And well, with the mentality that Babers brings in, and, and the fact that the embarrassing, you know, score sixty-one points and lose because you gave up seventy-six last year to Pittsburgh, like then it's a home game with homecoming. I just feel like, I feel like this is gonna the game to get them back to 500, get them off the losing horse and, and try to get back to, uh, (laughs) get back on track basically. And
2: try to win at least two more games. So, yeah, I agree. So we'll see. Um, I hope, um, I hope there's a good crowd there for Pitt. I think it's a winnable game and it is a, it's a winnable game before a game that is going to be, you know, the toughest game in the season probably. So,
1: yeah, well, I this is the first time in a long time that we've looked better than Pittsburgh on paper. And they've beat us 11 out of the last 12 years. So that's, it's that's about time boring. to uh, nut up and uh, let our talent do the talking. And maybe we will put 60 on them, but maybe we'll hold them to 20 something. <laughs> you never know. But yeah, this be is awesome like one of
2: those. Kicking, so.
1: It's one of those rivalries where it's just I mean, the, with the teams that we've been playing and then what's going to come into the dome next week, like, there's no reason. These, people, these, these players should take it personally and there's no doubt in my mind that that um coming back home that these guys are going to be ready. So I honestly can't wait.
2: Yeah, I I'm, I'm excited about it too. So 12:30 start time for that. Um yep. let's just let's just just do a little bit of a recap on the NFL real quick. Um as I don't even want to talk about the NFL right now to be honest with you as a Raiders fan. <laughs> and I don't know if I've said this on the air but I've definitely said it to Joe and my and my brother. Um, I'm I'm constantly worried about Derek Carr because I feel like he's fragile, and he barely gets touched. I mean, I know he had him around the neck. He had him around nah. the neck and he reached for his back, and I'm like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? You've got to be kidding me.
1: So I think it was the, the way back. that he fell with the weight. I don't know. It was weird.
2: No, well, he got his head. He got his. That had to have come from from grabbing yep. the neck. I haven't heard, but that's what it looked like to me. So anyway, two to four, two to six weeks for um, Carr and EJ Manuel, who I think is a good quarterback. Uh, he, he's, <laughs> well, he's, Buffalo he's, fans might not he's, say he's, that. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Buffalo's Buffalo drafted him. And he's our backup now. He actually got into a rhythm. They almost won that game against the Broncos. In fact, I thought they were going to win it. And that's well, what that really... that last
1: throw was awful.
2: Yeah, that last throw was awful. And that's what really made me um, throw my remote. So... Um, <laughs> I, had a, I threw a fit. But anyway, speaking of E.J. Manuel, the Bills... Pull out another upset, but is is it an upset now, Joe? Are these upsets now, Joe? Are the Bills that good? No. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Show the I mean, show the Bills. The Bills are on the roll, and the Giants are not.
1: Jordan. Well, we're not talking about the Giants here. We're talking about the Bills. <laughs> All I'm saying. The Bills sit, hold on real quick,
2: new... real quick, real quick, real quick. The Bills sit at 3-1, and one, and they're going who'd to they Cincinnati play? to play the 1-3 Cincinnati Bengals.
1: Okay, who'd they beat? Other well, they than beat Atlanta. the
2: Falcons. Okay. They beat Denver.
1: I'll tell you right now, if the Falcons, if Julio Jones doesn't get hurt, Falcons don't lose that game.
2: Uh, well, that's debatable, but like I said, if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas. If Derek Carr didn't get hurt, we'd probably beat the Broncos. I mean, that was still, no, a, clo- that was still he a close wasn't playing game. that good anyway. But. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. But, I mean, that's two weeks in a row, too, by the way. Uh, I do so think he's better you- than what he's shown the past two weeks. But anyway, back to the Bills. They're going in to, you know, a non-conference game or non, non-division game, I should say. Non-division,
1: um, yeah.
2: In, against Cincinnati. And Cincinnati stinks. They stink. Uh, yeah, dude, they stink. And no, They're you know, all
1: professionals, man. I, don't,
2: I know, but they anything stink, in Any
1: dude. given Sunday, man.
2: Yeah, I know. You can't what say you got, any of them stink. I, well, I'll tell you what. San Francisco's 0-4. They stink right now. And I'll tell you what. My Raiders are 2-2, two and two, and I think they stink right now. And how about... The New York Giants, the Owen, the, the, someone's going to get a, their first win this week against the L.A. Chargers, where they have five people show up for their games. Yeah. Talk about bad, bad, um, um, uh, you know, audience participation. Check out L.A. They stink. And the the New York Giants sitting at 0-4, someone's going to come out of that game with a win. I'm rooting for the Giants. I'm rooting for you, buddy. And that well, thanks, man. Thanks. <laughs> because, because, I mean, come on, dude. I mean, we
1: lost two straight games. This is two games that Odell's four finally straight been games. healthy. You lost four well, straight I'm games. sitting with Odell healthy, and we <laughs> lost two straight games by field goals. One was a 61 yarder from, from some rookie.
2: I know, I know. I mean, I know. craziness. I know it's crazy. You're right. You're right. So, how yeah, do you the think the NFL is
1: crazy, but the best. Well, the best team in our division is two and two right now, so we're only two games out. No, so I'm not the best about team in
2: your division is three and one. so the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh
1: God, those <laughs> guys! I hate Carson Wentz. I'm not gonna lie.
2: Uh, so, well, how do you see your game shaking out? First of all, you think you think Cincinnati beats Buffalo? Come on.
1: <sighs> I don't know. No way. I think
2: Buffalo, Buffalo starts off four and one. They're on fire.
1: Well, uh, technically, they should probably be on the field. I mean, if that Carolina game they lost. Uh, well,
2: technically, they're three and one, though.
1: I got you. <laughs> they could have easily won that Carolina they game. They could all easily
2: saying. be four and zero right now. They could be sitting with the Chiefs right now for sure, but they're not. So, okay, I say Buffalo wins that game. You're undecided, or are you, or what?
1: I'm just. I'm going to say Cincinnati.
2: You're going to say Cincinnati. Wow. Cincinnati would be pulling out an upset because they can't be favored. There's no way. Um,
1: Well, there's no way that they're favored, but they fired their offensive coordinator. And last week, uh, the new one started calling plays. And granted, they only beat um, Cleveland, but it wasn't really even close. So, and their defense really isn't that bad. So, sometimes you just, there's just the wrong person in the wrong place.
2: The L.A. Chargers, Joe, they are a turd nugget. Okay, if I have ever turd, seen a turd, turd nugget, sandwich, they, they are. They got Philip Rivers, who's he's awesome. I love him. I love him too. But um, I hate the Chargers in general, though I have to. But I love yeah. Philip Rivers. But I don't, except for when we play him. But that's all they got. They got Philip Rivers. The New York Giants is Odell Beckham going to be back?
1: Uh, he's questionable. I'm he's sure he'll, he'll play. But. Okay, he'll
2: probably play a little bit at least. So I want the Giants to win, but do they win? Joe.
1: yeah i think they do i mean i hope they do if not it's over
2: <laughs> no they went zero six one year and they ended up making the playoffs so yeah so well let's, I do, one I more. Our, let's do i one think our i think our
1: offensive coordinator head coach whoever's coming, to plays are awful we obviously can't run the ball we got three four good receivers just start throwing man Yeah, start throwing
2: the ball. Jeez, what are you doing? Plus, I got Eli Manning in for my fantasy quarterback this week because the Saints are on a bye. I had Drew Brees. So, I threw all deer in the headlights in. Um,
1: No, he should throw for 303.
2: (laughs) Okay, let's hope so. One more game I wanted to talk about, and then um, then I'm just going to ask you one quick question, so yes or no answer. Okay, ready? No. Green Bay, Dallas. No, no, not that. Not yet. Green, <laughs> Green Bay, Dallas. Green Bay at three and one. Dallas at two and two. That's my game of the week right there. I think that's the best matchup I see besides the two losing teams. That's the best matchup I see on the on on this week's schedule. So, um, I'm gonna say, you know, I'm gonna say Dallas is at home. I think they, they pull that game off. Unfortunately for you, I think they pull that game off. So, what do you think? What? You don't think so? Uh I mean it's I, I, well, definitely a big game. It's a there's big some game. Other, There's
1: some other big games too, but
2: there are. I mean, I mean, well, there's a couple big AFC games. Mine's one of them. I don't want to talk about it though. So, you no, know,
1: no. I mean, I mean, I think um, Aaron Rodgers right now. Their offensive line's awful.
2: I know they're terrible, right? But he. I mean, I, th- I, th- good, I
1: still though. think it's going to be a good game. I still think it just comes down to Aaron, probably Aaron Rodgers, His Packers run defense is good. And, um, Cowboys D is really not that great. So, but if it is at Dallas. Um, I don't know it's going to be probably a field goal game, but it's, I mean, it's two teams that, that really don't, they're not full staffed. They got some injuries. They got some stuff going on. Um, I don't even know what's going on with the ZQ stuff. Cause I know they had the whole fifth court appeal thing. So who knows if he can play or when the suspension is going to get rode out till. So. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's going to be a good game, close game against two teams that really aren't a hundred percent. Um, but like you said, I mean, like last year, two of the better teams. Um, so yeah, definitely in the NFC, that's definitely one to look at. Um,
2: um, Houston putting up huge numbers last week.
1: That was another one I was going to look at. Chiefs is four and oh, but Deshaun Watson is coming on. He's
2: nasty, dude. He's nasty.
1: Yeah. Well, let's see how huge, nasty he is against number. Chiefs' defense. <laughs> the
2: Chiefs' defense is just scary. They are just scary, and they don't even have uh, Eric Berry. Eric Berry. So, yeah. and they're still nasty. Um, Alex Smith is in his prime. I think he's just like he's he's so good right now, and he's just phenomenal. He's playing great. And that running
1: back man, Kareem Hunt.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. And well, they have a great offensive line too, but they do. Um. So I mean, obviously that helps out, but can Houston put up the numbers to beat the Chiefs? The Chiefs aren't putting up huge numbers as far as scores. I mean, no, but but they're but they're getting these games done, and they're doing it with defense. So that's going to be an interesting matchup.
1: That's I, really interesting. Yeah, I,
2: I think I think the Kansas City Chiefs go five and zero at Houston, um, but
1: that's tough though, man. Texans have got is a tough. good D
2: too. Yeah, I know.
1: You know, you never know what kind of dose of J.J. Watt you're going to get. And if that guy's on fire with Jadavian Clowney on the other side, who knows how much time Smith has. So, yeah. But you would like to think that with the Chiefs and the experience and, and everything, then then their offense would probably do a little bit better. But I think it all really depends on how Deshaun Watson plays. If he's a deer in a headlight playing against a good D finally, and he gets clocked just to run around, then that could the whole game, obviously. Because the Texans with Tom Savage ain't beating the Chiefs. So, I think that's really what it comes down to. If Sean Watson can come out and he can actually, like, play in the big lights and and these guys are struggling to figure out how to stop him as far as the Chiefs go, then you never know.
2: Yeah, so. so... It's a great right, well, Sunday
1: night game, without a doubt.
2: You know, oh, totally. It's going to be a great game. Um, I hope it's at least close. But I hope Houston pulls that one out. Of course, I want the upset in the AFC West. Yeah. I want the Giants. Um, and I want the Raiders because the Broncos yeah. have a bye this week. So.
1: And real quick, too, Panthers-Lions both 3-1 and one
2: Yeah, that's playing against each other
1: team. in the NFC. So yeah. that's actually a... Uh, good one, too. If Cowboys end up beating Packers and Lions win, they can end up taking over first place, and I think Panthers already have first, first place in their division, so.
2: Yeah, Panthers at 3-1 and one again. It's crazy. <laughs>
1: and even a decent Thursday night game tomorrow with uh, Patriots and Tampa Bay. Yeah, so. I mean,
2: Tampa Bay could pull that out. The Patriots, they're like, the Patriots remind me of Jimmy Johnson, though, in, in NASCAR. And it's like, they're just so awesome. They're, sometimes they're a little shaky in the beginning of the year, and then all of a sudden they turn it on. And you know, watch you just out.
1: assume they're gonna figure it out,
2: yeah. And they always do, though, they always do. So, yeah, um, they're both dominant in the respected sports. So, anyway, all right, that's your look at the NFL. That was fun, yeah, man. All right, cool. Well, what, what's your question, man? You got a yes or no oh, question? What's oh, up? That was that was the yes or no was, was, um, can Houston upset Kansas City?
1: Oh, yeah, I think it's all Deshaun Watson,
2: yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. So, Um, All right. Well, that's it. Episode 31 in the books. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for uh, joining us if you made it this far. And um, we'll see you next week after the pit game for Episode 32. For Joe, I am Sean. We are out. Go Q. You
0: just heard the Cubs Nation podcast with Sean and Joe.